Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast, where I am so excited, so overjoyed to be joined with the, and I have to put emphasis on the, Brooke Ashley. Hi, Giselle. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am so excited. Thank you for coming on. I was so nervous to ask you. Um, I've followed you for a while. I think you are so funny and I have to give you your flowers. I heard you talking on what else is going on with Taria about starting your page. You know what yeah. I mean? Starting out and talking about how, you know, people were like, oh, can you believe she's doing that? Nice. Da, da, da. And it, like, you guys really poured into me in that conversation because it is, it's very like, people will be like, what is, what is she doing? Like, you know what I mean? But you have to keep going. You have to keep going. You have, you have to tune out the noise and know that this was a dream put in your heart. God did not put the vision in anybody else's heart, but yours. And people can laugh now, but you're going to be laughing later. Okay. You're going exactly. to get the last laugh. And it's going to be crickets from the folks who were hating. Exactly. And even when you said like, it's funny when you see people that you knew were like talking back yes. in the day and they kind of yes. tell on themselves about like mm-hmm. looking at your content, listening to you. Cause yeah. it's like, oh, so, so now you think I can do this. Uh-huh. Now you believe and it's like, okay, all right. It's true. Or you have some people who are too embarrassed and they feel so ashamed mm-hmm. if you're at an event or if you, they see you out and about. They'll, I've had some leave and it's turned, they just walk out the door because they, they, they can't even face me now because they were talking so much and now they see me, they have to go the other way. It's, yeah. So, oh my gosh. I yeah. And see, that's what, that's what kills me. That's why sometimes in the comments when people are like coming at me, I'm like, first of all, why don't you get on? Why don't you make your video? Yes. Like when people are like, why didn't you mention this? Hey, baby, if you want it mentioned, you set the camera up, hit record. Talk about, no, people think that it's so easy. And I'm like, um, it's a talent to be able to entertain people. You, you say what you want. Cause it you is. Get up there and you're going to be like, uh, uh. <laughs> it is. And it's, and it's a nerve wracking at first because like, but I don't think people understand none of us set these cameras up and it was just like, bam, like no. all the followers, I knew exactly what I was doing. Like, no, we had the raw talent. Okay. I knew how to be funny. Yes. I knew what I wanted to say, but I didn't even know anything about, you know, like in your case, like, I don't know what you knew about like video editing and like uploading on YouTube. Me like talking to, I have to say this all the time, talking to the camera, talking to TikTok, it's really like, you have to put some humiliation aside. You do, you have to, you, it, you it's a must. If you think that you're going to do this, it's going to be seamless. Mm-hmm. If you think they're going to do this and not feel weird or feel embarrassed or feel humiliated you are in the wrong yeah um, you are in the wrong industry exactly put that to the side and you have to be okay like you have to understand you're going to like make a video you think is going to hit and then you're going to get like 200 views on it okay yeah my first 85 videos that I ended up deleting. <laughs> no, but my first 85 videos, when I first started my channel, they were averaging 20 to 150 views. If yeah. a video 
yeah, if a video got 200 views and a comment from a sex bot, I was like, oh, wow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like, I feel like with TikTok for me, yeah. the views may be there, but then the likes, it's like, you're, you're going to make a video and it's like, okay, this might get, you have to be okay with that. Yes. You have to be okay with knowing like, okay, I think that this is quality. I'm going to put it up here and hope for the best. Okay. Yeah. And I always think about that. What it's the story of like that guy who was who made YouTube videos, and he only got like eight to ten views, but one of those views was Oprah. Yes, like, I you, know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, you yes, never yes. know who is watching. That's right. That's right. You never know. So I just wanted to give you your flowers because oh, I you. I love your page. You are you. somebody to I really look up to, and I'm thank so happy you're here. You. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Okay. So let's get into, let's get into it. I do want to touch on Jersey because I know you have said, and I have said it's something's not working. Like, no. I don't know. We've taken a lot too far. Andy's daddy diaries came out and he mentioned in it, I guess that Teresa had said after the last reunion, she is entertaining, taking a break. What would you think if Teresa took a break from New Jersey? I think that if she takes a break, then Melissa needs to take a break as well. Mm -hmm. I think that I, I wouldn't mind if we had a total revamp of mm. this cast. Mm -hmm. The formula's not working. Mm -mm. I no longer, I, I, I am so tired. I stopped watching Jersey. Yeah. I have nothing more to say. I have nothing more to give. This, this feud between Teresa and Melissa and Joe is just, it's, it's just, I don't have any words for it. It's tiring. It's exhausting. It's the same old thing. Either go to therapy, work it out, or stay away from each other. But this is just, this is craziness. I can't. It is. It. it is. And I do feel like they're just keeping it up. I, I want to say, are y'all really mad at each other? Or are you just keeping it up out of habit now? Mm. Because at this point, Joe and Melissa have been on the show 10 years because we're in season 13 yep. and they came in in season three and Teresa's been on for 13 years. Yep. I think that they're kind of like in a groundhog day to where they think this mm -hmm. is what we want to see. This is what needs to happen, but it's not. No, it's absolutely not. I really felt for Teresa. When I tell you, I blinked at this last episode and I was like, well, wait a minute. Oh shit. Where are we at? I, that's how I felt. But then Louie started going off. And I looked at Teresa when I, when I checked back in, I looked at Teresa and I said, oh my God, I have not felt that bad for her since she went to jail. When I looked at her while Louis was going off mm -hmm. because she really, really looked like she wanted to scream, please stop, please stop. Because he's talking about Joe. He's it's, it's bad. It's so bad. It's not entertaining. Okay. And now that the girls are getting older, um, something else that was mentioned in Andy's book was that apparently one of Matt Rogers, which I love him so much. I love him. Love Matt I love that Matt is not afraid to tell the truth. Yes. Like, to, and even if it's okay, it's opinion, but I love that he's not afraid to tell his opinion on the housewives. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Well, apparently they edited down his, um, they never mentioned in the actual book what appearance it is on Watch What Happens Live, but he got on Twitter and cleared some things up. It was the one with Karen Huger and they edited out um, kind of, they call it a rant about Gia. Mm -hmm. 
I, from what Matt describes, what he cleared up on Twitter, I don't hear it as a rant. Um, I just think that he gave his honest opinion. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, the viewers, know Gia as a child. That's when we first met her, but she's not anymore. She's no, an she's adult. not. She's a grown woman. She's what, 21, 22 now? Yeah. She's playing in the big leagues. She's opening her mouth, saying stuff about her aunt and uncle. So you can't really have it both ways. Thank you. If you, I, listen, I'm all for you know, uh, children on these shows having full autonomy. If mm -hmm. you want to get in the ring and open your mouth and say stuff, then you can't be mad when somebody says, you know what, you're doing a bit too much. This is your mom's fight to deal with. I don't think mm -hmm. you should get into this. You can't get up. Some people do voice their opinion. Exactly. And I also, this is my thing. I don't like Joe um, Gorga. I, ugh, nasty man. But when and a lot of people were misunderstanding me last year when they had that, you know, back and forth in the driveway. First of all, I don't agree with Gia telling Joe, don't talk about my Nona and my Nona. Those, those are his parents. his parents. Exactly. Exactly. Those are his parents. So like, do, you, you, you missed a mark there, baby girl. <laughs> but secondly, Joe's not going to give it to Gia the no. way he would give it to another adult because that is his niece mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Everyone wants to say, oh, he unfollowed her. They unfollowed each other. That's different than giving it to her, especially on camera. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's where, and I feel like with Black families, it's especially, my mom will tell me I might get involved with the business between the parents and aunts and uncles. But my mom will say, Giselle, they still see you as that little girl. So don't, don't do this. You know what I mean? That's not going to be fair. And then I'm going to be upset. And I think that's the thing. My thing with Gia you are talking to the housewives and mm -hmm. when they pop back at you like a housewife, your mom's going to get mad. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. That's not fair because then it's going to be, oh, kids are off limits. Kids are off yes, limits. Yes. No, your kid, which is not a kid anymore, came at me. So first, uh, you know, Matt just clears up. He was like, I just said, you know, first of all, she's gorgeous that I don't think it's fair that, you know, the back and forth between her and Joe, because Joe's never going to go in on her like that. Mm -hmm. And people took it and ran with it. You know, every, and he clears up that everybody thought it was funny. Everybody thought it was funny, but the reason why I ultimately got the chop was because they were thinking about Teresa and mm -hmm. they knew Teresa would be mad. And ultimately Teresa's feelings and her the she takes precedence over what they thought would have been a funny clip in the show got it which well he didn't say anything wrong no also if we're gonna be fair remember in the earlier seasons when Caroline Manzo and Teresa's friendship fell apart and Teresa was clapping back at Caroline's daughter Lauren they got she into at the reunion remember that season four reunion okay spell napalm she was, yeah, she was, yeah, she was making fun of um Caroline's daughter's weight. Mm -hmm. and she was going, she was caught, she was cursing at her. Mm -hmm. So if you could curse at something, and, and Lauren was 24 at the time. She was, yep. She was young. So if you could curse someone else's child and say all this stuff about them, it can't be that your daughter gets to run her mouth. Mm -hmm. And then no one can say anything when you were running your mouth to someone else's child who was on the cast. Exactly. that, And that's my point. And, you know, people want to, oh, but Caroline's, a, uh, that's another thing that I can't with New Jersey. It's the fans. Yes. Like, I'm like, please take a beat, take yes. a beat because this, it's not, it's not ever that serious. Mm -hmm. The leaks online, I don't know who 
who in the cast does it. I think they all have a hand in it. But if you look on Twitter, you have these random beyond random accounts just saying this is what happened with the pizza ovens and like saying it as a fact and I'm like do you guys know this or are you just like trying to push your narrative like and you know it'll catch like wildfire on Twitter that's what drives me crazy I wouldn't mind a complete revamp I just don't people hold on they like Jersey has a special place in their heart and more, even more so than Roni did, I would argue, like Teresa's fans. I could see that. I could see that. So I just feel like people would really not take kindly to it because they're already not taking kindly to the Roni reboot and we haven't even seen anything yet. That's true. But I think that, um, you know, people need to realize that, you know, nothing lasts forever mm-hmm. and you can be replaced. Yep. I think these women get such overinflated egos. And I said, well, can we talk about, let's start with the fact that a lot of you guys, you did not have dreams of being famous. Right. Drop into your lap. So be happy for the time that you did get on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think that they just get so cocky and so arrogant. They feel like they are the show. Nobody is the show. Yes, what I say that all the time. No, what happened to Nene Leakes is a clear example that nobody's the show. Mm-hmm. That um, this you know it will go on. You might be upset for a little bit if she is off, but I think that it is time for Teresa to take a break. This I do is too. You know, I, I don't want to see this anymore. Melissa can go as well. Mm-hmm. She came out of a storyline seasons ago. Um, you know Dolores is cool, Margaret's cool, but they can go too. I think that we do need to see a new cast, or they need to be put on pause and be on a hiatus. Because the yeah. chemistry is gone. Mm-hmm. This whole season feels disjointed. They really hate each other. It's not a cohesive cast. I don't, it's not fun to watch. 100%. And I I say this for myself and my opinion. I don't think any cast member, any housewife should be allowed to consecutively be on for more than six seasons. Mm-hmm. Like in a row, in a row. They can in oh. a row, no more than six seasons in a row. And then they take a break for a season or two and then mm-hmm. come back in a friend of capacity or something like that because I, it keeps it fresh. I love Candy. She's, oh. she's She always brings it. I think Candy offers up her, you know, authentic life and storyline, no matter whether or not we're entertained by it or not. But it is, it starts creating the problem because now you have this new girl who comes in. <laughs> she's just gunning for her for mm-hmm. no reason, you know? And on that note, we are going to get into the premiere of Real Housewives of Atlanta because- those are my girls. Those are my girls. It doesn't matter what type of season they have. I am always going to be entertained by them. Um, so I'm happy that they're back. What did you make of the premiere? I thought it was a very strong premiere. Mm-hmm. One of their best in a few years, because the show has been kind of lagging, but this was a very strong premiere. I was entertained. Um, you know, Marlo and Sheree are still back on their BS. Sheree is still with the delusions of grandeur. She's with Martel. I, it's, it's, I, I feel sorry for Sheree. There's no other way to say it. I feel sorry it is. for her. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, my feeling sorry, my sympathy starts to run out after I, a little bit because Sheree set some of this up herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you set yourself up with She by Sheree over and over and over again. It makes no sense to me. She does have, and Sheree has the perfect body to make workout clothes, to sell us workout clothes and a workout video. Hell. That's what, and that's what I've been saying. I've been saying this for the longest. You know, it, it's so painful 
to watch somebody fumble a huge bag and a huge opportunity. I mean, everybody told Sheree to go into fitness mm-hmm. and she decides I want to go into a clothing line and I'm going to be sold in Bloomingdale's and Saks and even Marcus. Sweetheart, you can't even get your line on Amazon. Like, <laughs> It takes a, that takes a lot of work and it's a lot of work that I don't think Sheree is willing to do. He has no work ethic. I do. Oh, negative no work. work ethic. None. And that's why I feel like Sheree thinks that just since she was a housewife, these things should fall in her lap. Mm-hmm. When I say that we are on Sheree's last act or we need to be, I truly mean it because this is the third time. Yes. Third time she's come back. Yes. It needs to be her last act and she needs to get and monetize um, what she can out of this and then please retire babes because I can't do this Sheree throws mediocre shade all around but when mm-hmm. she does get one line it hits and it stings and we hang on to it forever mm-hmm. yes you know what I mean yeah. and so that's why I'm like you know I love Sheree for what she was I appreciate her but it is time to hang up the coat and I know she's trying to bring Kim Zolciak Beerman on I don't want to see Kim back on are on Real Housewives of Atlanta whatsoever. Not in any capacity. No. Speaking of, you know, somebody who had a long time to study for the assignment and failed, Marlo. I (laughs) am dangerously close. I always say this about Marlo. I don't understand how you had so much time to study for this test. So many cheat sheets, so much time to prepare, and then you fail. Failed miserably. Last, I tried to give her so much, so much leeway last season. And here we are back again with this. And you're just picking at candy again. Why on earth would you say singing ain't working out for her? Broadway ain't working out for her. Why would you say that in general? And then for it to be the week that she gets nominated for a Tony. The irony and all that. Delicious. And why would you even say that singing's not working out for candy? It it quite literally is. And it always has been. Back when you were slicing bitches in the club. (laughs) Well, you have to remember jealousy is temporary insanity and when people are jealous they can't even see straight they can't think straight Mm -hmm. so the jealousy that marlo has for candy has just consumed her she will say anything to try to disparage candy by any means possible it's very sad it's clear that marlo hasn't she's a fixation on candy Mm -hmm. i think that she wants to be candy i think that she really is just envious of candy's well and the fact that Candy will be okay with or without this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a Candy fan, but mm-hmm. I can call a spade a spade. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think that it really eats Marlo up that she needs this show to survive. Oh, yeah. It eats Marlo and Sheree up oh, as well. Because again, Sheree started before Candy, technically. Yes, she did. She's stayed. She's gotten more business opportunities than Sheree. But my thing is, Candy has tried to help both of them. They yeah. don't want to be helped. No, they don't. And I don't know if it's a pride thing or what, but I just, it it's hard to watch. And now it seems like they've got this new girl, Courtney, on their side. What did you make of her? Courtney is a thirsty wannabe. I said, absolutely not. She came in, the vibe was off. 
She was doing too much. Anybody who's friends with Sheree, are you really surprised? <laughs> I mean, I was embarrassed for her. I was, I was truly embarrassed for her. And when Drew first came on, I was pretty embarrassed for her. Okay. <laughs> Drew seems to be settling in whenever she wants to show up. But like, I just, the Courtney girl, when she started explaining her beef with Candy, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And then even when she got in her face was like, oh, you know, like you, all the bopping, all the, I was like, what is this? What is this? Embarrassing. I secondhand, secondhand embarrassment. I mean, I think that the party, um, in general was the, a great premiere episode, <laughs> Mm-hmm. setting because you have candy about to headbutt this lady and then you have kenya doing her job so you cannot deny that that lady knows how to do her job and bringing up to sheree that martel of course slid into the dms i i tried to really ignore the fact that martel is on our screens here because it's just really but the fact that he tried to slide into kenya's dms and then deleted the dm are you surprised though? I'm surprised because I'm shocked that Martel remembered that he DM'd Kenya because I feel like he just shoots off these DMs mm-hmm, often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Martel is for the streets. Oh, he is. He's for the streets, the alleys. <laughs> I just, and for, for Sheree to be getting so mad about that, when she could have played it so cool. Absolutely. Could have played it so cool. I said, oh my God, we're, we're in for it. Last thing I want to ask you about Atlanta. <laughs> what did you make when Drew's husband showed up without her? In his I was excuse? surprised. I, was, I mean, he shows every, he shows us every season that he does not care about his wife. He shows I, it. He does, but from, I hate a bad, I hate a liar. I really do. I hate a liar, but I hate a bad liar because then you're really, you're really tap dancing on my intelligence. You really are. It shows me that you think I'm so stupid that I can't put two and two together. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to tell me a lie. It better be a flawless one. Oh, absolutely. But the fact that he said, she's not feeling well. She had a family crisis, family emergency. What? I was here for my boy though. <laughs> I said, I'm married. I've. I would have been like, no, you're not go, you're not going. And all that it takes to, he can't just walk in there. He had to get mic'd up. He had to, you know, wait, no, absolutely not. To embarrass me, no. I want to add one more thing before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonia and that living situation with her entire family. Oh. That has got to go. They all need to be out. The mom, the dad. And for your sister's husband, a grown man, he's okay living in his sister-in-law's house. And working for her. And working, this is, I, I was in shock. I, I, I was, and uh, several people, my subscribers told me in the comments that um, he was a bum on their reality show on WeTV too. Oh, really? He, he's never been chronically unemployed. They they were giving me the tea in the comments, honey. Really? Like he was a bum then, a bum now. He was cheating on the sister. Yes. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, absolutely not. See. <laughs> I already was not feeling it because we can have a conversation. We absolutely can. And you can say, hey, 
when you come home and I'm making my kids dinner, please don't ask them to go outside. That's not how I would like my kids to be raised. We want, we need to stay on schedule for her to say she's a dingbat and she comes in where I pay the bills. But wait, but, but, but let, let's back it up though. I don't care if I come in this house at 11, 1130 midnight, you in my house, not putting a dime on any of those bills. You, you, not, and not even just you, you with your grown husband. Children and, and children. children. Okay. And your two children. If I, if, if I want to play, if I want my wig cut off mm -hmm. at 4am, you better do it. See, this is my thing. I will, and I will entertain you to a certain extent. So if you're like, don't ask me to cut the wig off and grease your scalp after <laughs> 11 PM, I will be like, okay, we can see if we can make that work. And I'm gonna put some, some clauses in there, but you need to say that to me respectfully. Absolutely. You need Absolutely. to say that to me respectfully because to call her a dingbat, and then be sitting in a confessional. Her sister got a confessional I was, I was with so your face beat. I was shocked. You, you have a I microphone on? on. You're sitting here in a confessional at, as a real housewife's sister while telling, while dogging her. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I was, I was shocked. I said they would have been out of my house immediately. If not sooner. And the fact that they're okay. Now that I know about the, you know, apparently he's never hold, held down a job. The thing that really struck me more than the, oh, you want me to cut your wig off at 10 o'clock at night was the fact that she said the husband, the sister's husband was trying to break into real estate yes. and then is her assistant because she can introduce him to people. No, 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 no. If that's the deal, then you need to show every person I introduce you to, you need to be showing me that you are working hard. And again, I'm providing you with a job so you can break into this industry with my connections. You need to show some respect. But also, I, you know what kind of gets on my nerves about that? What would y'all have been doing had Sonya not been who she was? That's so my you, question. That's you need to have a little bit of, you know, some put some pep in your step and mm -hmm. now on your own. Stop depending on somebody else to open the door for you and get, get you all these connections. You yeah. go out, sir, and you have some hustle about you. And then when he was like, you know, you had me working so hard. You want me to schedule interviews and do this? You're a grown man. You're an assistant. You're an assistant. You're, He's you're an assistant. I was like, shocked. I have friends who live in LA who are personal assistants scheduling in an interview is an easy day for them they yeah. wish all they have to do is schedule an interview like what are you talking about i was shocked i was i i forgot about that thank you for bringing it up i'm also happy that sonia has stepped up her party game the only thing i will say she she did amazing she, she did, did amazing i wasn't really on her last year about the because it was more of a get together i, I get, get together you have a proper <laughs> spread you have a, a bar i said you this I said she should have put some sternos out, some sternos and like an actual, like to keep the food warm, not just the carrying thing. But I, I, I gave her some, some credit and she gets a lot more credit for this party, but she needs to take it a step further because when the guests were walking in, they had their pictures taken right at the entrance. In the background of that, I did event planning for a while. So I, it's just something that caught my eye. In the background, it's just the entrance. Oh. I said, you needed to have a greeter at the door and then the step and repeat to the left. So people, your person, uh, your greeter greets them. And then you say, okay, over here, please step and repeat photographer, 
bar. I was like, okay, we can get there. Baby steps. Baby steps. But she took a big step. But after Real Housewives of Atlanta, we have Bravo's newest show, which is Summer House Martha's Vineyard, which I personally really, really did enjoy. And I'm very excited for the rest of the season. Did you watch original Summer House? I did. Okay. Do you still watch it? I st- uh, This season has been really dry. So you didn't see that meltdown Danielle had? I saw the clip of it on Twitter. She's really going off the rails. She was at the premiere party, by the way, for Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I'm glad she's still employed. Um, I... I have no words. We can't even get into that because it's too much. And it was so embarrassing. He's jealous of Danielle and Carl. I'm not Lindsay and Carl. I don't even, I don't even know if it's jealousy. It's something's wrong. Okay. You, I don't, cause you don't act like that in public. I'm sorry. I can't. There's a lot of people like, Oh, she misses her friend. Not at the engagement. I think jealousy. You don't think it's jealousy. I think that she, I think that she, really wants people to listen to her. I think she she loved being the sensible friend and Lindsay was the hot mess friend. And you have to watch out for people like that. You have to watch out for people that take pride in yes. feeling that like they're yes. better than you. Yes. People hate when the hot mess friend gets their That's stuff it. together. We could do a separate video about mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. like it, anytime you level up, anytime you glow up in life, if you were the single friend, chronically mm-hmm. single with a man, you're doing well, great relationship, people are jealous. If you were the broke one and now all of a sudden, if you mm-hmm. were the plain Jane in the group and now you level up and you're looking good, now no one wants to hang out with you. I can I really think I really think that that's at the root of it. And then on the at the same that's time. That's, that's true. That's true. And that is true. And at the same time, I think she has a problem communicating her feelings properly um danielle strikes me as a person that's done the same thing over and over again and it's always worked for her and nothing's been too like meltdown in her life she had the safe job she worked in tech you know what i mean she's quit her job she's trying to design that app it's not working and then i also think that she got so much backing last year from the audience when sierra threw that glass at her which i was like a big eye roll for me on the whole situation that I think she was like, this is the steam that I need. You know, I'm going to get in with the, I'm making a fashion app. I think she really wanted to be friends with Paige to be able to sell it. And I think she sold her friend under, threw her friend under the bus to be able to level up. And I also think that she wanted to stay on the show because if she doesn't have, she's boring and she's Yeah. A little bit. I've always found Danielle to be a little bit embarrassing when it comes to men. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. When she was hooking up with Jordan, I was like, "Girl, please stop this." Very embarrassing. I was like, "Don't, don't do this no more, please." But she's. I think she's a little bit nervous. I feel like she's not handling transitions in life well. Ultimately, so yeah, that could fall under the guise of jealousy. But Summer's House, Summer. I keep saying Summer's House when it comes to Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I know you went to the premiere party. Yes. And you, I love that you said you told the cast, y'all don't be getting mad when you see my reviews and I'm not like, oh, I love everybody because I I feel like a lot of times these reality TV stars, they're like, oh, she likes me. She'll never say anything bad against me. And some of us, if you acted a mess, we're fair. Very, I always, I'm very fair. I will yeah. never just get on somebody to get on somebody. Yeah. But I, I, I spilled some tea on my live on Tuesday night and in my recap. And I said, um, 
it's a little too early for some of y'all to have big heads and overinflated egos. Mm -hmm. A few of them were standoffish at the premiere party. Oh, and really? I'm like, you never know who you're in the room with. Mm -mm. So why don't you just be nice to everybody? And yeah. I, and I, I'll, I'll name names later as the season progresses, but you know, I just think it's interesting. I'm like, um, you need to hope that there's a season two. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm interested to find out off the bat off just from the first episode, I did take a liking to Preston and yes, to, absolutely. um, Jordan. That's just off the bat. Those were my initial thoughts. Okay. I will say I like, I enjoyed Bria as well <laughs> for what she brought, um, in the whole Bria Jasmine conversation. I need to get into this. I have a dog. Okay. Whose name is actually also Milo. Obviously I am black. I know the rules. Okay. I would never, ever, ever bring my dog anywhere without letting everybody know first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I take my dog places, everything that I use in my home to get him together. Okay. And make sure my home is clean. I take with us because there's a travel size and everything. It's not that much stuff. He has his own bag. I don't know why Bria didn't do that. But at the same time, I'm big on how you approach me with start a, off a conversation with me. Absolutely. And that was my, that was where Jasmine failed me. Okay. Yeah. She because, needs to work on her delivery mm -hmm. and the whole, this is black excellence every few seconds, the oh. dinner conversation at the end where she's like, okay, guys, let's talk about this, the struggles of singlehood. Girl, who wants to, it's so condescending. Well, I also found it weird because I just got married in July. I would never, my single friends, I would never be like, so what's it like being single? First of all, we talk all the time. They tell me I don't need to, <laughs> if they, but, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, but also the way the season is about to play out, we see them having issues and we see her saying at the end of the trailer, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Marriage is harder than I thought. I'm like, honey, you can be out back in these single streets like the rest of us anytime. Uh, so and marriage is very hard. Marriage is very hard. It's like the, I always read, like we got a, a lot of advice, obviously did a lot of reading. Um, ev almost everybody says the first year of marriage is really, really hard. And I was like, cause me and my husband had been together five years, four years before we got married. And I was like, well, we've been together. We live together. Like, what do you, I don't know what else. Gonna, nope. <laughs> it's the curveball. So I get that. I don't know if I would enter a house two months into my new marriage, but I also find it interesting that they were only together six months. Yes. It's just before they got engaged. So that's one thing. And then he seems, Silas seems to have an idea of what he wants out of a wife. And I think that I'm big on everybody knowing what they're getting into before mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the wedding. It seems like Jasmine knew, but she, I feel like she's trying to fit into that. Yeah. What he and I, I'm just confused because she was a Playboy bunny at the Playboy Club. No, she. I thought she was a server. I thought. I thought she just worked. I thought she was like a waitress. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what do they call them? To yeah, I guess the bunnies. I think yeah. that Jordan was the only one who was a playmate who was on the cover. Yeah, that's what so, I meant. Yeah, so yeah, so so Jasmine and all of them worked at the Playboy Club. Yeah, and yeah, so that's why I'm like, you knew that your your wife was she was. She liked to party. She liked to be out there. She's gorgeous. Like you knew that. So why are you expecting her to change into some like Stepford wife as you 
get with her. And I felt, I do feel like maybe I'm missing a little um, authenticity from Jasmine because, not because of the camera, because of Silas. I think that, I think that Jasmine, you can tell that she's like the producer. Mm -hmm. She's trying to produce and she's trying yeah. to put the storylines further. Um, I just want her to take it down a notch because mm -hmm. it shows yeah. that the viewers can see it. You know, I feel bad that the vast majority of the viewers don't like her or her husband. I'm sure that's not what she thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, if she could just tone it down and not try to overly produce every scene, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Because in person, she was sweet. Oh, I bet. I could, I could totally tell that yeah. in person. She's but, a sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. I, on camera, she's trying to like, it's kind of like how Giselle tries to produce Potomac. Oh God, please don't yeah. ever let her get to oh. that level. Yes, I know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Where you can tell like it's not as authentic as it mm -hmm. could be. Yeah, I 100% agree. She wasn't coming off super authentic. Um, you know, I think I think almost everybody else did. Again, Preston was my standout. I yeah, feel absolutely. like he's I a star. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel like he's a star. Yes. I loved what he said about Black excellence because it, a lot of times it does give off, you know, elitist, you know, vibes when people use it. And I don't know if Jasmine necessarily uses it that much, uses that phrase that much in her real life. You know what I mean? I think for the show, she just wants to clarify, oh, Black people are doing well too. Mm -hmm. But I, I like how, well, I forgot her name. She's a friend of the show. Mariah. Mariah, thank mm -hmm. you. She said, um, girl, can you stop? It's only your second time here. I mean, I would- I loved that. I loved that. I was la I was just laughing because she's just trying to put on like, oh, mm -hmm. summer here every year. And this is the summer of expansion. And I want this to be like this every every time going forward. And she's like, girl, it's your second summer here. Well, and I feel like the, as her friend, as her girl, because they lived in the car together, yes. that was her bringing her down because it's yeah. like, girl, don't be given those vibes. Like, I really enjoyed Mariah too. She, I felt like she brought in uh, her authentic self as well. Mm -hmm. Now, before we get off here, the Twitter streets, did you see that they were saying that Amir apparently has had a girlfriend the entire yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. I, I put it in my recap. I have did you? Everything. Yeah, it's on his Instagram. Now, see, I saw the picture on Twitter, but I... Instagram. Yeah, yeah. They've been together and like, and that's why I was laughing. Yeah. And he doesn't like, like his type is different from Jordan, like his mm -hmm. real type. So I'm just laughing and I was like, yeah, like... And they, and I was screaming because someone said, "Oh, so your girlfriend lets you pretend to be single for this TV show?" Oh there's lord, tea, there's a lot of tea coming out. I was watching, I was watching. Um, shout out to Kempire. I was mm. watching his what he had to say, his recap on Summer House Martha's Vineyard, and somebody was in the comments spilling tea, talking about they knew him and how he used to be an Uber driver, and he rushed out to go get his real estate license before the show tape the, there's a whole bunch of tea in these streets about him how he well, yeah. i saw his old tweets too mm -hmm. i said first of all please everybody delete the old tweets okay like get get but the, i always say this the days of pr are lost the girlies need to get 
PR agents that care about public no, relations no, again. It's true. Because it's it's so tired. But I am so excited to see where this season of Martha's Vineyard takes us. Brooke Ashley, please, I you should not even need to tell people where to find you. I feel like they already know. But if they don't, please tell the people where they can find you. Oh, well, you can always find me on YouTube. My YouTube channel is the Brooke Ashley. You can find me on Instagram at the Brooke Ashley underscore. You can find me on Twitter as the Brooke Ashley. And you can find me on TikTok as the Brooke Ashley one. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. So, so Thank much you. for coming on today. Um, and guys, I will be right back and we will talk about Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. <laughs> Okay, and welcome back. So, y'all, 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 what did we watch? I mean, my God, I have been saying this. I have been saying this. Before Scandaval broke, I remember at the Vanderpump Rules premiere party, they did some interviews with the cast. I think it was Lala. Lala said, you guys are going to be really impressed. Um, it's giving old school Vanderpump. Like, I think you guys are going to love this season. And when I was watching last night, obviously with everything that we know about Scandaval, I was like, this is, this is wild. It really is. But to be honest, if you pluck the Scandaval of it all out of your brain, like I said this on TikTok, if you take that out of it, that still was a fucking wild episode because why would Raquel be talking to Katie and her mother like that? Y'all y'all oh my god oh my god like it i i have to i don't i don't have any words for raquel i've always thought she was robotic i've always thought she was disingenuine i've all like and i didn't say anything because like i mean she was cosplaying as a nice person everybody was like oh everybody would have been like you're mean i'm like mm, am i listen i knew when she she showed up shoot up I cannot speak. I've been podcasting for like three hours now, but I know when I knew when Raquel showed up in that fucking Christmas present ass outfit for her first reunion. I said, she wants to be here. This woman has been a fan of the show. There is going to be a lifetime movie made about Raquel in her actions because it's giving stalker like when she was sitting there talking to Katie and she was like Schwartz is my buddy and I know that he will never stand up to you so I will what the fuck are you talking about let me tell you something now if I was Katie Maloney I would have gotten up I would have been like stay right here I would have gone behind the plant that Schwartz was hiding behind and I'm like come over here I want you to hear something I want you to hear what your buddy is saying to you about me and about our life, like she knows something, come over here. And if, we, if he wouldn't have come, I would have dragged his ass. I would have fucking dragged him. Because she's not going to sit over here in my face and you get to hide behind this plant, you idiot. You fucking idiot. I, like, I don't understand at what point, it's crazy to me because Terry... Katie's mom, Katie, they used to be his family. Apparently Katie's brother was there as well. These people used to be your family. When Katie's mom was like, Tommy, Tommy, like when she kept calling him that, I was like, where is your alliance? Like this doesn't tug it. Like, who are you, dude? Like what the fuck with a capital F-U-C-K? What the fuck? 
I have never seen somebody dislike their, I know, you know, no, I know people who have gotten divorced, who actually hate each other, who never want to speak to one another again, stand up for each other better than Tom stands up for Katie. It's, it's weird. It's baffling. It's, it's, it's so bizarre. It's not, it's not normal. It's not fucking normal. Okay. And then the fact that you let your business partner and buddy Sandoval talk to Terry like that, I guess uh, um, there was more that we didn't see. I guess that Sandoval started go like really going in on Terry, Katie's mom, and her brother had to get involved. I, I'm shook. And a lot of people are asking, like, why didn't we see this? Why didn't we see this? The only reason I can think is that maybe Katie's brother does not want to be on camera. Maybe he did not sign the release and, like, for them to be able to use his image. Because I saw that he tweeted something and he was like, this will be the only time I use this hashtag. Like, and he, like, kind of goes off a little bit. I shared it on my Instagram if you guys um, follow me over there. I, I just, I was like, what the fuck did I watch? The way that Raquel kept coming back to Katie. Guys, I'm telling you, I would have torn Sir the fuck up. Like it would have been, I mean, I don't mean Lala style. Like if you want to see bodies laying in the street, like Lala, please, you wouldn't harm a fly. You've said that out of your own mouth on your podcast. I heard it, but like, I don't think you guys understand the Aries in me. I would have, I would have flipped fucking tables. I would have flipped fucking tables. I would have rearranged, sir. If that bitch would have talked to my mother like that. And like for everybody who's like, maybe Terry shouldn't be involved. Excuse me? The amount of times we've seen the parents on this, like, no, 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 no. There was no need, no need for Rachel to get an attitude with Terry. Absolutely no need. And there was no need for Terry to be stay quiet. She's sitting there while her daughter gets like stalked by a stalker because that's what Raquel did. She kept following her around. She kept sitting by her. She kept talking. No, get away from me. Katie asked her to get away from her multiple times. I was surprised Katie only called her a cunt. I was shocked. I really was shocked. It, it's just like, what the fuck did I watch? Then let me, let me tell you guys something. It's not normal. It's really not normal to sit there and talk to the person whose boyfriend you're sleeping with about their sex life. Whether you're trying to break them up or not, it's, it's not normal. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Beyond bizarre. I don't, I don't, I don't have much. Like I really, I'm... I'm, I'm fatigued from that finale or would have been finale. Tom Sandoval is also like a disturbing human, a truly disturbing human. I don't think he actually gives a fuck at all. The fact that this man said he wanted to spend quality time. And then he said, I want to do shrooms and look up at the stars. Like buddy, you're 40. And listen, I love shrooms. I really do like doing shrooms and looking up at stars. That's what I did when I was, um, in Joshua tree the last time I was out there and it was, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. But like, I don't need to do that. I don't like, please, please be so for fucking real. <laughs> oh God. Y'all I don't, and I don't know where we go from here. Next week, next week is the, the episode. It's the Scandaval episode. Like, Oh my God. 
I'm so sorry. I just yawned in y'all's ear. How unprofessional. However, I'm not stopping this and I'm not editing it. So <laughs> raw, unfiltered, unseen footage, <laughs> unedited footage or audio rather on the podcast. I'm so fucking tired, but I, I don't know where we go from here. This is, this is madness, madness. Um, let's move over to, oh my God, why am I blinking? Let's move over to summer house. What did it embarrass me? Embarrass, embarrass me? What an embarrassing display for Danielle. And I think like, if you follow me on Instagram, you follow me on social media, I think you can tell that I was very triggered. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you guys know what happened between me and one of my former friends surrounding my wedding. When I say I was very triggered by Danielle's behavior, like I, I actually started to tear up a little bit because it was hauntingly similar, hauntingly similar. And like the six minutes I've seen into the next episode about like the things and the narratives that have been spun, like hauntingly similar to my situation. Um, the, like, honestly, one of the, diff- it's not the, the root is not the same, but like trying to paint somebody, I, I think people need to realize this. Everybody can have their own definition of friendship. Um, I think that people want different things out of life. Our friends want different things out of life. I have friends that like really, really want to get married and have babies and be a mom and be a wife. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Obviously I'm married. Marriage was not something that I was like, I need to have it. I need to have it in my life. It's not something I was searching for before I met my husband. When, but once we got together I and I realized that this is a person I wanted to spend my life with, yes, I wanted to marry him. Um, babies, I'm still 50-50 on. I just, I really have no clue. I know not right now, you know. But I think that we are at a time where the rules are being redefined. Um, it is becoming so much more common for women to be more open about not wanting to be married and not wanting to be mothers. And I think that's cool. But in that space, I think that there is still some judgment passed on both sides. Like I hear a lot of times women say like, oh, I don't want to have a kids and I don't want to be married and that's my right and da da da. But I don't think that they understand that, that in a way they pass judgment on women who do want to get married and have kids. Nothing's right and nothing's wrong. You know, there's no right way or wrong way. You have to do what makes you happy. My point is you have to do what makes you happy while not like tearing down anybody else and what they wish. And Lindsay has never hid herself to be the person that, you know, wants to get married and have babies. She had that whole timeline with Strabby. And sometimes I, and I think more than anything, everybody who gets into a relationship in some way, shape or form, they're, friendships do like their friendships change because you're restructuring your life and you're hanging out whether or not you and your partner hang out with friends often um it's still different because now they're your partner is present you know what i mean so i just think that there is a way to do this without everybody getting so fucking upset when it comes to like the page sierra maya of it all it's it's just so weird i'm just gonna there's no other way to put it it's so weird Maya, you felt like at the beginning of the summer, like when the family feud thing happened, you felt like Lindsay went off on you. I said this on TikTok. Nothing has happened in Summer House. Lindsay has not done anything to these people for them to like hate her for life. 
Like, I'm sorry, Sierra, you're not ending up with Austin. I'm not saying your feelings were any less hurt. One, you're not ending up with Austin. And two, you hooked up with him after Lindsay did. You both are you're even. You made out with him in front of Lindsay. Like, it, it's whatever. Move on. He looks like a fucking thumb thumb from Spy Kids. We cannot still be holding on to this. And you know what I find really weird? I picked up on this last week. Lindsay brought Sierra a gift um, to her like one year in New York anniversary party. That was in like Sierra's reaction. Even She goes, oh, wow. Thank you. I feel like Lindsay has like extended these olive branches to try and like at least be like, yeah, I'm open to like moving forward with these girls and they're, they're not doing it. I just, nothing has happened on Summer House to where it's like, I cannot fucking film with her. I don't want to be around her. I need to like, you know, do take little digs. I want to like touch on Paige for a little bit because the, the reason she drives me absolutely mad, mad bruv. Is because she just can't own what she does, right? So here's the thing. Paige had an interview with, I think, Bryce Sander. It's for ET. Let me not try to quote the person. She had an interview and she was asked about being labeled a mean girl. And she's like, I find it so funny because like ask anyone around me. I have no clue what's going on. I have no clue what's going on. And it's like, but you were just on watch what happens live and Andy asked you, were you just, you know, talking or were you saying it and doing those things to stir the pot? She said, I was doing it to stir the pot. I think two things are true there. I think Paige, who's not on Summer House, probably is not paying attention to what's going on around her. She's probably not that nosy. She's not like trying to like meddle in people's lives behind the scenes. Like that's because that's not what you do in real life. Right. But Paige on the show does do that. So you can't say oh, on Watch What Happens Live with Andy, like, oh, I was stirring the pot. I was being messy. And then sit there on an ET interview and be like, I have no clue what's going on. I was just living my life. Like, no, 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 please, please. Like, be for fucking real. Be for fucking real. And also my thing, my other thing with Paige is like, she can dish it out, but she can't take it. So with the whole coconut, or not coconut bra, we'll, we'll get there. Whether or not Lindsay and Paige didn't have two, I think their caliber of outfits were the same. Lindsay had on a dress with cutouts. Paige had on a dress with cutouts. Lindsay's dress was blue. Paige's dress was orange. Now, am I a fashionista? No, but the caliber of dress is the same. It's a sun summery dress. Whether or not Lindsay knew she was getting engaged or not, I don't know. And I don't fucking care. I do not fucking care. I had on a beanie when I got engaged looking back, I wish I would have had something else on because like, but I also, I also, again, I don't care. I had like a spit of makeup on too. And I just wanted to be surprised. That was my thing. I just wanted to be surprised. Had I had a, in my hut, I wanted to be surprised so much. Like I did not want, I love surprises. I love to be surprised. Like, I just love it. Had my husband not been so dead set on making sure I was surprised, then yes, I probably would have been like more dressed up if he would have told me we're going to dinner, if he would have told me we're going, but I, I thought I was going to the fucking, um, the Christmas lights, you know what I mean? And it was like 10 degrees in St. Louis that day. So that's why, like, that's why it's whatever. I I would look silly being dressed up there, but good for her. Those pictures last forever. Honestly, my engagement pictures are very, like when, when I was getting engaged are very raw and very real. 
but there's pictures of me after that, after the engagement, because we had like a little party with people at a bar. I look a hot mess and it's very embarrassing. Like I don't feel shame. I don't want to call it shame. I don't feel like, like y'all see me over on Instagram. I don't wear makeup every day. I don't like, that's not me, but I do wish that I looked a little bit better. So like those pictures, those real honest pictures with my friends and stuff, I would feel better about posting them. I had a little bit of makeup on. I cried off what makeup I had. Um, it, I just looked a mess, honestly, <laughs> in general, but it's fine. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking cute when you get engaged. I don't think there's anything wrong with not looking cute. It's just like people have to do what fits for them and the, the constant judgment from others. Um, also, I said this on online, Sierra being like, oh, we'd be in the biggest fight of our lives if Craig proposed without uh, talking to me first. No, you wouldn't. You would not. That reaction, they're trying to normalize Danielle's reaction and they they honestly can't even do it because even like Paige and C or Paige and Maya were like, she shouldn't be doing that here. Like you, I feel like this is all a culmination of people realizing they took shit too far. With Danielle, I really think that she's upset about the friendship. She's upset about, um, you know, her friend uh, getting engaged and her not knowing about it. But I ultimately think that Danielle realized like, oh, fuck, I took this too far. Now I'm going to start getting cut out of stuff. Because I'll say when it came to my situation, I think that <laughs> I feel like the presentation of being in my wedding, the look of being in my wedding was more appealing than being a good friend to me when it came to me and my friendship breakup. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying like people were chomping at the bits to be in my wedding. That's absolutely not true. But I think that, you know, when your weddings, uh, y'all know I was a bridesmaid like three times last year. Being in weddings can be super stressful, but they all, they are like a feeling of inclusion. And it, of course, being there for the bride. I think that like, from what I know from my own engagement, apparently my, I was told this after the fact, my friend was mad that she was not the one there to, um, while we were getting engaged, she was at the party afterwards, but she wasn't there. I heard that she tried to buy her own ticket. Again, this is, I don't have any confirmation on this. This is just what I was told from multiple people, um, that, you know, were surrounding the matter. Kind of like, you know, when Lindsay got the, you know, word about how Danielle was acting, I was told these things afterwards. And I just think that there's like, it, like the bridesmaid thing kind of does initiate like a, a, silent friendship competition amongst people. And I know that because again, I was a bridesmaid last year. There were some girls in some weddings that I was in that I was dealing with that I was like, yo, we're all her friend. Like, I don't think there's any levels to this shit. You know what I mean? So it it's just something about weddings makes people absolutely mad. But I think Danielle was realizing like, oh shit, I took this too far and now I'm going to get start getting like left out of stuff. I think with Paige and them, I think they realized when Danielle started reacting the way she did, like, oh shit, we thought that this was going to be like a aha moment for her. And she was going to maybe like be a little bit more bitchy, but I don't think it's like Danielle had a full panic attack. She had a full on panic attack. And I know that like, we're talking about like how embarrassing it was and it, it was, but I did feel bad because I also recognized like this girl is having like 
she needs to like be, she is having an anxiety attack and that's wild, wild over this. When it comes to Paige, I just don't understand why every, all the time, the la, at the last season or yeah, at the last season finale at the prom episode, she told Lindsay, listen, I like, I know this summer has been crazy. I want the best for you. We're all just trying the best we can. And I recognize that we had similarities, like stuck in between two guys and we're all just trying the best we can. They hugged. She was like, they were like, love you, blah, blah, blah. By the time we got to the reunion, like she wouldn't even turn around and look at her. And like, what are, what happened? Paige, what did you see on the screen that you didn't see in the house? Because to be honest, like you were there when Lindsay was making out with Austin. You saw that. You were there the spaghetti dinner night, the Italian dinner night. You saw that happen. Like nothing was revolutionary. Why are you acting like this now? After you told this girl, you don't have a problem with her anymore. One, two. Then at the beginning of the summer to sit there and be like, I texted Lindsay and I said, any problem I've ever had with her, I'm over it. I don't care. Cool. And then you spend all summer making, like putting these little bugs in Danielle's ear. It's, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. She, nothing she does or says like, y'all know how much I love sense. It doesn't make sense when she, even when she tells Danielle, it's just so nice to see you like flourishing and thriving. I guess that's this hill she's trying to die on. And I remember seeing um, a clip from her at her boyfriend's pillow talk show with Austin, the the live show, when she was asked about the summer house, um, the summer, actually, that they just got done filming. And she says, everything I ever said comes true this summer. I don't, what you told Danielle, like, it's nice to see your personality flourishing without Lindsay. I don't think you've ever said that. If you've said that, you haven't said it to, to the screen. I don't be, and the reason I don't believe it is because I don't think Paige gives a fuck about Danielle that much. I don't think Danielle was even a thought in Paige's mind that much to say, oh, Danielle would flourish without Lindsay. And if you've said it once, like, let's not act like you've been harping on it. Like you're pulling, you're grasping for straws out of thin air. I really, y'all know I'm a Lindsay Hubbard fan. I really thought that she was about to act a fool and embarrass me this season. And like, when she didn't, I was like, oh, y'all gotta be fucking for real. Be fucking for real. Like, I really think that Paige and Lindsay have the best setup to do like the frenemies thing. Because yeah, it's obvious that Paige does not like Lindsay. I don't think she's ever going to like Lindsay. But I'll never forget when I was listening to her on Call Her Daddy, she wouldn't say certain things. And she said, I'm getting Bravo checks checks, and I want to continue to get Bravo checks. Now, obviously, she has the option to switch to Southern Charm, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what she plans on doing there. I don't know the girl. But like, I'm just like, okay, I don't. And listen, I don't, I get Paige's, um, you know, hesitance, I should say to move down to fucking Charleston. I mean, I live in North Carolina and I don't want to live in Charleston. I would rather live in New York, right? I get the hesitation. So I just, I'm just like, Paige, girl, what are you, be for fucking real, okay? And then with the whole, she wore shoulder pads to, oh my God, I just choked. (laughs) With the whole, she wore shoulder pads to the beach. Listen, I didn't even realize there were shoulder pads in that dress. I don't fucking care. Everyone like debating whether or not Paige told her to wear the dress or blah, blah, blah. No, Paige did not tell her to wear the dress. She wasn't like, 
these are the outfits, what should I wear? And Paige said that one. But it's obvious that everybody was talking about what they were going to wear, probably Paige and Lindsay. And Lindsay was like, what do you think of this page? And Paige said, yeah, wear that. It can be interpreted a couple of different ways. I think, feel like people are getting hung up on semantics. But the the thing is like, yeah, you co-signed that dress. You didn't say, oh, I think it's too, too, too much. On the flip side of that, Paige didn't know Lindsay was getting engaged either while she was getting dressed. So whatever. I think if Lindsay would have told, it would have said to anybody, I think I'm getting engaged. If she would have said to the, you know, the camera in the confessional, I think Carl's proposing tonight, and they didn't get engaged, people would have been calling her a loser and would have been using it to laugh at her. So like, it's, what do y'all want? You want her to dress, y'all want her to look ugly at her engagement. You want her to look cute and possibly have a clue or what, like, you know what I mean? But Paige tried to, I want Paige to all the way lean in. If you want to be shady, be shady. Okay. But you, I can see her, her mind working. Cause she's like, she wore shoulder pads to the beach and then immediately goes, I'm going to sound like a bitch for saying what everybody's thinking. I don't, I don't really think that that was a bitch. She on the list of bitchy things Paige has said, that's low on it. Okay. But commit, if you're going to be shady, commit, don't try and clean it up. Like, Oh, I'm going to sound like a bitch. No girl, you're on fucking TV. Do what you do. But then when Lindsay makes a comment in a, a comment section about it, because everybody kept saying it, it's like, Oh, what'd she say? Oh, that's a nice coconut bra. Do you get it from Gilligan's Island? Paige is like, we never troll people on online. No, you don't troll people online page, but you, you troll on the TV show. You troll on watch what happens live. Y'all have heard me say over and over again, they, Amanda page, they will get on watch what happens live in like, be like, yeah, I heard Lindsay's the rudest and like make these little digs at Lindsay. Like, it's like, it's the name of the game. Y'all are both doing it, but for whatever reason, Lindsay needs to take it on the chin and Paige gets to be like, she's making fun of me. She's trolling me online. Both invoke like the reactions of users because we can see both of them. So lean into the frenemies shit for the love of God, because nothing is that goddamn serious. It's so exhausting. It's so fucking exhausting. And when people try and bring up Kyle's sobriety, Kyle, I'm not Kyle, Kyle's definitely not sober, Carl's sobriety, they didn't, y'all don't care about that man's sobriety that much to be that you're that worried. That's why you're worried about this relationship. Like, please be for fucking real. Just be for fucking real, if anything. You know what I mean? Same thing with like a whole bed sore girl thing. They're like, yeah, we're getting back in bed. Like bed sore girls, ha ha ha. And Paige's like, yeah, I do. I am in bed because I can't party like that anymore. Like, okay, girl, like, are you leaning into the bed sore girl thing? Or are you like low-key ass hurt about it? Like it's, decide, your Scorpio is showing, okay? Scorpios, don't come for me, okay? Don't fucking come for me. It is what it is. I'll drag my fucking Aries ass as well. I just, we need to hurry up. Robert Flop. Robert, you, to, to say that because you and Danielle didn't know about the engagement, now Lindsay and Carl are just two people that you once knew who got engaged. What did Danielle tell you? Not only what did Danielle tell you, were you there? Cause you've been here. This is the second time I've seen you this summer. Like, I just don't understand. I expect him to like talk to Carl about his, you know, about how things are going. My husband would do the same with my best friend's husband if that were like the case between us, but he literally would not make the division worse. You know what I mean? It's just so fucking bizarre. 
It's just so fucking bizarre. At this point, I don't even care if Danielle comes with what evidence she comes up with, whatever happens. I don't give a fuck. Because you have you have acted a fool. I feel so badly that Lindsay and Carl had to like put these captions up about like kind of like excuse making excuses. I don't want to say making excuses, but like kind of like defending their big day. Like Carl, like the caption on his was just like it took a lot of planning, and I want you guys to know this. Blah blah. blah. Lindsay is like post pictures and she was like, I don't have a lot of pictures with the summer house cast, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm like, no, this shouldn't, if y'all are posting about your engagement, it shouldn't be all of this. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Okay. And I felt the same way. I like y'all know, well, I can't remember what I told y'all back in the day when I came back and, you know, told y'all what happened on my bachelorette party. I can't remember how much I told you how much I did it. But like when I got accused of like not saying thank you to people, I literally, it is, my mother did not raise me like that. I do say thank you. Okay. I have manners, but since I did not say thank you, how somebody wanted me to say thank you or when they wanted me to say thank you, I got, and it, it, I'm sorry, that like triggered me. I went to a, I went to therapy surrounding that whole thing. And I was like doing a lot of self-work because I was like, I really never thought I was a rude human, but, and like all my friends were like, Giselle, stop, stop, stop. You're not rude. You're not rude. Like you said, thank you. You were appreciative, you know, arguments happened, da, da, da. But like people need to like, that's what I'm just like, you're making people defensive over things that they don't need to be defensive about. And it's ridiculous. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there. Cause I don't want to get too deep into anything else. Thank y'all so much. Thank you again to Brooke for coming on the podcast. Um, y'all already know you can find me over on Instagram at who asked me podcast on TikTok. who asked Zell. Don't forget to rate me, rate and review me five stars. Um, yeah, I'll talk to y'all next week.